I like it spooky. Hey everybody, this is Brian from the I Like It Spooky podcast. And I'm Jason. And this week we have a special guest. I'm waiting for my introduction. Who's going to yeah, introduce this, Yeah, this is, we have Tad Good this week. He's a professional podcaster from Iowa and he's got a spot on several podcasts. He's got his own podcast. He's got uh, the first time podcast and he has a spot how long have you been on Attack of the Killer podcast? I think it's been like four or five years now. feels like uh, a lot longer, but it may be less, maybe four. I'm thinking they've been doing it for 11 years now, so probably four or five for me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. you're one of the probably outside of Mike and Jason, <laughs> probably one of the longest tenured podcasters on the show. Yeah, now it's it's both basically those two, and then whoever you know they they've rotated uh, co-hosts over the last eleven years, and came on as a guest and never left. So that's how I got and, the gig. And you have your own podcast. Yeah, yeah. First time uh, during the uh, lockdown, I had found myself with a little bit of free time since uh, the theater was closed, and I've been kicking around the idea of doing a podcast where I introduce people to new movies and uh, TV shows or food or just about anything I think they would like. And we talk about it and uh, here we are 80 episodes in and uh, still going strong. So. Wow. And you do, you do a first time podcast every week. Yeah. Unfortunately, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I really, uh, you know, back when, uh, you know, everything was closed down. It was like very easy to do once a week because we a lot of us sat around at home most of the time. Besides work, it was a lot of downtime. And now that things are back rolling again, it's uh, my my schedule's a little hectic, but it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't imagine doing this every week with the homework that you have to put into a movie or a record or a food. You know, getting yep. out to a restaurant or an event and doing something for the first time, and then. I don't know about you guys, but I take notes and, you know, try to research a little bit and then then you have to record and then you have to edit on top of that. And it just becomes kind of daunting at times with everything else that's going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's been, um, you know, the more I do it, the more I learn and the more mm -hmm. streamlined it's become, especially like uh, in post, like learning to do things right while I'm recording so that uh, I don't have to spend a whole lot of time editing. But um, as you two know, it's it doesn't always go as expected, and there's you never nail it like right away. There's always going to be something you have to edit later. So, yeah, and we're pretty new to it, so it's kind of nice we have four of us, so we take turns doing the editing. So by the time it gets back to me, I've forgotten stuff, so I have to <laughs> re-educate yeah. myself and learn. But do you do all the editing yourself? Yeah, yeah, I've sort of just wow. taught myself. And uh, luckily, like I said, um, I figured out for the most part how to get things close to right uh, when we're recording. You, you never, you know, sometimes a, a wrench gets thrown in the spokes, but I always take a, I always have a trusty notepad and pen with me so I can write down where uh, I think something needs to be edited or changed and uh, go off my notes and try to remember why I wrote what I did. And uh, you know, and luckily with Attack of the Killer podcast, Jason's sort of uh, been the uh, behind the scenes guy for so many years and bless him because it's it's amazing all the stuff that he does. He throws the images together and puts up the Twitter polls and 
just all kinds of stuff. That guy is a workaholic. He never stops. So. Excellent. Yeah. So going back to first time podcast, that's how I got kind of in the podcast. I know we've talked about being a fan of attack of the killer podcast, but you had me on first time podcast as my first guest spot on a podcast. Yeah. We did the WNUF special with uh, Brian Clark and kind of just fueled my love for podcasting and networking and making friends through, uh, you know, podcasting and scary movies. And thank you for that. Oh, of course, man. And and I always see it as like I, I see you guys at every movie screening, uh, local convention, all kinds of stuff. And we stand around and talk about what we've seen or what we've been up to. And it's like people want to hear this, you know, might as well record it and, and you know, m- make something of it. It's a little more formal, but it's it's really comes down to just a conversation with friends. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a fun way to sort of force us into a social situation and, and chat about movies and things that we love. So awesome. I know uh, Jason last year when we did a Midwest Monster <laughs> Fest, he's every time he'd lose me, he'd know where to go find me <laughs> staying around talking to you guys. Yep. 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 And I, I think I've said before, I'm never the, I'm not the extreme social type guy. I don't go out of my way to make conversations with people, but now seeing Brian do it a lot more, I've kind of told myself I'm going to start putting myself out there. I'm usually the type of guy that likes to walk up to a table and just look and really not make conversation. You know, I'm good if I'm put into a conversation, but starting a conversation being like that, it's kind of weird to me, but kind of coming out of my shell now a little bit. Well, that's what I sort of think with uh, podcasting. It's helped me a little bit because I'm, you know, I can be shy at times, especially when uh, I don't know the person. And it's sort of like with this, it's like I have an excuse, like someone who I normally would never, uh, you know, approach and and just have a conversation because I don't know where to even start it with a podcast. It's like, well, hey, jump on. Let's talk about a movie. And then a friendship, you know, blooms. And then we're talking, chatting back and forth. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like like I said, it's just sort of like a uh, a formal conversation, but really it comes down to just two people talking about what they love or multiple people talking about what they love. So right on. Yeah. So speaking of the conventions, uh, I know we do, we love to do a lot of conventions and I've seen you at several. Uh, do you have any cool convention stories? Anything that you've done that you've found real fun? Oh man, you guys do a lot more than I do. I think my outside of like Halloween Palooza and Midwest Monster Fest, the only real big one I tend to go to is uh, Crypticon Kansas City. Uh, and that's just because I hitch a ride with Mike and Jason and them. But uh, I think that one was one of the most fun ones I had because, uh, well, the first year that I went, uh, Joe, Bob and Darcy were there, which was like a big one to check off the list, a big reason for me to go. And uh, I had been chatting with Joe, Bob's assistant, um, several months before the convention about bringing him to Burlington and didn't uh, pan out at the time. But we've kept in touch over the years. Um, his assistant apparently is from the Midwest over in Illinois, like closer to uh, where Brian's at. And she would come to Burlington with her grandparents when she was younger. And uh, she was just asking how the town was and stuff. Well, flash forward several months and uh, go to Crypticon, go up to Joe Bob's table and talk a little bit to Darcy while we're waiting in line and pop up. And, you know, I say, uh, you know, Joe Bob shakes my hand, says, what's your name, Tad? And he's like, are you Tad from Iowa? And I'm like, how do you know me? And he's like, 
oh, we've been chatting about getting a show. I've never been to Iowa. I've never done my my redneck show in Iowa. So we want to make it happen. And, and it was like that guy's mind is like a vault. He just he, he remembered me. And we didn't even talk directly. I talked to his assistant. And he was like, you know, just from my first name was like, oh, you're Tad from Iowa. And then he signed my poster as uh, to the drive in king of Iowa, Tad. <laughs> And uh, that was just like the coolest thing. I'm like, he, he he said it. So now it's official, right? I mean, it's my title. So uh, I have it written on a poster. And, and that was one of my my coolest or uh, I guess that same convention talking to Bill Mosley. Um, we have a mutual friend, uh, Scott Schreiner, who did the theme music for my podcast. Uh, they they met through music. Um, Bill Mosley had a band called Cornbugs with Buckethead and Scott plays bass and Weezer. And uh, they somehow met and I was talking to Bill and I'm like, oh, we have mutual friend Scott. And he's like, well, tell Scott I said hi. He's like, you have his number? I'm like, yeah. He's like, we call him. And it was like, I'm t- I'm like the middleman between Bill Mosley and Scott Schreiner. And it was just really weird. And every time I'd run into Bill, he's like, you know, he, he would act like we were friends. And that was just that- that's what the magic of conventions is. You know, it's just you have to remember they're just people, too, you know, and it's just cool to interact, you know, for the most part. I- I've never had a bad uh, celebrity experience so that's good but yeah, yeah those are just that one convention brought a lot of memories around man that's freaking awesome yeah yeah I, th- I think it's official you're the drive-in king of iowa now i mean if joe bob says it if he says it and he's he's the authority so yeah he wrote it down and signed it that's a that's a proclamation you could take that to the courthouse and uh have it stamped notarized yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> I, they'll notarize anything if you get enough money, right? Like, right. I think that's how it works. Yeah. So what's your coolest item you've gotten at a convention? Like could be, is that the, the autograph? Is that one of the tops there? That's probably got to be, I, I have from just that convention, have a stack of, uh, of autographs. Uh, and from Halloween Palooza, I've gotten plenty of autographs too. You know, I, I like the uh, either eight by 10 or 11 by 17 posters the most. I, I have, um, a, it wasn't quite from a convention, but it was a movie screening. I got um, an old Evil Dead 2 issue of Fangoria signed by Bruce Campbell like 15 years ago. He was in Iowa City and uh, showing, I think he was showing the man with a screaming brain and uh, or, or one of those B movies he directed for Sci-Fi Channel. And he was doing, it was right when his first book came out and had him sign that. And that was pretty cool. So I have that framed up and. I would say that's right up there with the uh, Joe Bob signature. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm starting to relate with you about the 8x10 and 11x17. I see you post on Facebook a lot about posters whenever there's something coming out. And I'm to the point where I'm like, damn, I do not have wall space anymore. I can see uh, in your your video feed, uh, the listeners can't see it, but your background is immaculate. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and it goes way down the the wall here i've got tons of posters and i'm trying to do the smaller stuff now to kind of fit in areas where i could still like look at it and appreciate it but like the full-size posters it's it's not really happening no i did i did order that texas chainsaw that they just released like last week or whatever oh yeah don't know what i'm going to do with it i'll frame it up and it might just lean against a wall somewhere for a while I have a, a flat file where I'm starting to put my posters because I'm out of wall space. So it's just like uh, one of those big uh, wooden sort of blueprint uh, cabinets that has the sliding drawers. And I've, I actually, funny enough, last night acquired about another, oh, I don't know, probably another 50 one sheets. Um, 
I, I went to the Studio 666, the new Foo Fighters movie, and um, our Cineplex manager, uh, Multiplex manager, Trevor, uh, super good dude, big horror fan, uh, he just got promoted. So he's moving to Wisconsin to run a much bigger theater. And he did not want to take all the posters that he had accumulated over the last several years. So he just handed, he taped them all together in the tubes and handed it to me and said, you know, they're yours now to figure out what to do. So I, they're not all horror. There is just a mix of whatever they've got, but I'm um, going to d- have to dig through those and see what I want and see what I want to give away. You know, I'll, I'll pay it forward and, and give them away to other people who might want them if I don't need them. So. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah, I know. I need to get one of the flat files. I do have some space where I could put something like that in here. Um, how do you flatten yours out, though, like to get them to go into the flat file? Um, what I do is I have what, what I used to do is put them between two sheets of foam core and okay. sort of clip them around the edges. But now I have um, you can get like there's they're sort of paperweights, but you can actually get uh, on Amazon. They're like the cornhole or beanbag toss game you can just buy the bags and like packs of four and you put them on the corners and unroll them and then put them on the corners and let them sit for like a month and then they'll be flat enough to uh put in a drawer at least okay yeah cool cool yeah i know everything i buy i just end up taking out of the tube and sticking it in a frame right away that's the best way to do it if you have the space yeah 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 i mean i had some posters leaning against the wall but i finally found a little bit of space to kind of stick them up on a wall somewhere so yeah, I got uh, all kinds of them leaning up against the wall in the basement. I have like a spare room that we just sort of like when there's not room anywhere else, put it in that room. And that room is sort of a mess right now. But I need to start putting holes in the wall and hanging stuff up. So you're a big uh, figure collector, too, Tad, if I remember right. Yeah, room that's is like full of everything. Oh, yeah, that's where it sort of started for me is uh, the toy collecting. And it was like. Todd McFarlane came out with movie maniacs in the late nineties, early two thousands. And I was like, you can buy just a really detailed action figure of Michael Myers and Freddie. This is the coolest. And then it snowballed. And, uh, you know, once again, now I'm like moving my collection is moving out of that room into the hallway because that room's full. And yeah, it sort of started with toys and evolved into screen printed posters. And I have, uh, not a whole lot of one sheets, but, uh, just, I mean, just like all horror collectors, I do a little bit of everything. So now do you have a favorite or one that's like your what people consider a grail item or something that is different? Maybe that you're like, it's not, you know, a mainstream one or something like that that you enjoy or like the most or have a story for in my collection. Probably the um, Jason lives mask. I I did a video of of that on the uh, attack the killer podcast YouTube page. But basically, long story short, um, I somehow got my hands on a mask from the movie mold that was, you know, never used on on camera. But it was from the actual set of of Jason Lives. Uh, met an old lady in Burlington, Iowa, who was selling a bunch of horror merch. And after striking up conversation and and uh, several months of back and forth, I found out that her uh, son worked in in special effects and makeup in movies and had passed away as she was selling his collection away. Um, I, and how I found out is just so weird. It's almost like detective work. Um, I had bought set. She, she sold off like his whole collection of Fangoria magazines. And, uh, when she told me that he worked in special effects, I'm like, Oh, then he would probably be on IMDB. And I have his name on all these Fangorias cause they were mailed to him and, uh, looked him up on there and found out he worked on Jason lives. And then 
uh, I had this mask she just gave me. She didn't even sell it to me. She just told me, you know, to, I, she wanted me to have it and ended up contacting the head of the special effects in that movie. And he remembered, uh, the person who I got the mask from. And, uh, after chatting with a few people at the Friday 13th prop museum, they, they confirmed that it's from the movie mold and they asked if I could send it to them so they could make a cast of it. They really wanted to, uh, preserve it. Cause I guess there's not a whole lot of them out there. And they were very excited. They offered me a nice dollar amount for it, but this, this person had trusted me and gave it to me and I didn't want to profit off it. So, uh, just something that sits in my collection now, but just a really cool story behind it. And yeah, yeah. Something very unique that not a lot of people have. Yeah, definitely. And you never know what you're going to find just talking to people. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, that's one of the big things that I talk about. Like if we're talking about our life and what we're into, I always bring up horror movies because yeah, yeah, I guess you never know. I've never had anything cool like that happen, but yeah. So we are, this is that, is that a flea market that is not at all horror related? This was something I've been going to since I was a kid. It started as a pigeon show, which is weird enough They where they sold, um, pigeons or people raised pigeons and sold oh. them and uh evolved into a flea market and then one day me and my dad were there and this old lady had a bunch of old uh horror action figures and books she had the original halloween novelization which was the first thing that my eye caught i'm like holy shit you know that's really rare and of course chatted with her i was like very confused by why this like 80 year old woman had all this horror stuff and came out that her her young son had passed away and she was finally selling off his stuff and she was very happy that it was going to another collector and so what i ended up doing is uh i went through her stuff and if i already had something or something i didn't want but i knew it was valuable i helped her uh out by listing on ebay and getting the money mm -hmm. to her because she was not she, she was selling like the fir a first edition of the halloween novelization for like five dollars i'm like this is like worth hundreds you should not be selling this on someone's going to rip you off buy it and resell it. So I'll help you out. We'll throw it on eBay and get you some real money. And she was very thankful. So, you know, then she brought me a Jason mask and she was like, I don't know if this is anything, but it was in his closet. And, uh, you know, I don't want to sell it to you because I don't know where it came from. And that's how it sort of snowballed. And you never know who you're going to meet. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to check out your collection someday. Someday. I want to see I'm yours. Sure it'll happen. No, definitely. Yeah. When awesome. you guys come to Midwest Monster Fest, we'll, We'll do something here and everybody can come. Everybody's invited. Well, not everybody, you know, but I'm like squinting in the camera. I'm like, man, what's that mask right over his shoulder? Mm -hmm. That that Michael Myers mask. Uh, just some really cool stuff. I see Sam. I see uh Leatherface. You got and, and all those are the Ikea shelves. So those are like super nice. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I've pissed my wife off. I, I keep buying those Detoff shelves. Oh, those and things are I, awesome. I go, I bought a couple for, to go out into like a separate room, but then I kind of stole them and kept them down here. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it keeps the dust off everything. It's so nice. Oh yeah. I've only got one. Um, we don't have a Ikea very close. So, and I don't definitely don't have a vehicle to take them. Um, used to have my brother bring him back. He's, he lives in the twin cities areas, but now he has kids and car seats and can't really yeah. bring him back. But I, I would probably take another couple if I could ever get back to Ikea. Those well, things we, are perfect. We go up there every once in a while. We just went hell a few weeks ago yeah. <laughs> back to Ikea. I didn't buy any detox shelves, <laughs> but I'll try and remember that. Like if it's a time where it's getting closer to where I'll see you again, I'll yeah. grab Let some. Let me know. Or if I'm yeah. going to Burlington like a month after that. Yeah. Heck yeah. We'll help you out. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I feel like every time we go to a convention in Chicago, we have to go to fucking Ikea. <laughs> I was like, are we going to the convention? 
or Ikea. What, like, mm-hmm. which one are we doing here? Are we going to the convention because you want to go to Ikea? Or are you going to the convention that we're just stopping at Ikea? Yeah, the very <laughs> first convention I took Brian to was up in Chicago. Was it was the was it flashback or was it like Day of the Dead? I think it was Day of the Dead. Days Something like that. Dead or what? Yeah, and yeah. right after the convention, we left, stopped at Ikea. I bought two more Detoff shelves, and then we came home. <laughs> so, <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. They're, they're affordable, and they look great. And like you said, keep some oh, yeah, dust they... off of them. It's the best. It's like the, the collector's dream. They're, pro- they're mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And now that we got this house a couple of years ago, I actually have like space that I can have my collection out and come down here and just enjoy it. Yeah, like I said, I just have the one and it's overflowing right now. So I like to throw a few upstairs to put some collectibles in. Yeah, yeah, I know Jason and I had talked about this on previous episodes that I kind of live my collecting life through him because I don't have I have kids and I don't have a huge space um, and he kind of lives his movie buying life through me. And now he's got me into buying records. He's like, oh, look what come out. I think he's just doing it because he wants to order two and save on shipping. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> yeah. Now I have like four records and no record player. <laughs> they don't take up too much room though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Behind me there, I have like a, my whole record set up and I got quite a few. I just started, I've been collecting about four years again. I started just kind of out of nostalgia. Like I remember the records when I was a little kid and I just wanted it and I didn't know how big of a rabbit hole it was going to be going down and getting all the soundtracks and all the song, the records that I used to love. Did you get the new uh, Texas Chainsaw 2 from Waxwork this week? No, I should. It's still available. Well, hopefully yeah. last time I looked. Yeah, I picked it up. I couldn't. That's my favorite Texas Chainsaw movie. Oh, so, by uh, far. Yeah, so I had to grab that one. I'm I'm guilty of it. I, I have quite a collection and I, I do have a turntable and nice uh, setup just because it's down in the basement with the movie setup. But I don't listen to them as often as I should for how much I pay for them. But again, Same. just the, the gatefold packaging and the beautiful vinyl, all that stuff, it gets me. So, yeah, last year, within a couple of days of all of them, I went and bought the entire Friday the 13th collection. And those are, you know, harder to find and kind of pricey at some points. Oh, yeah. So, and I don't listen to them that much because I feel like it's just like a lot of like squealing music. Like oh, yeah. Friday the 13th. It's not something you want to listen to to like really enjoy. You right. Know, I'll listen to them a little bit. And then I like more of the, you know, the John Carpenter stuff or like the, the actual music sound and stuff. Yeah, that's where I sort of started was like the John Carpenter vinyls. And then uh, it just sort of snowballed from there. But it's like, that's I told myself I'm just trying to stick to John Carpenter and I'm, I picked up like more and more and but I my my collection's like 90% John Carpenter stuff I have multiple copies of each of his albums because they put out oh the red swirl versus the clear versus all that bullshit mm-hmm. you know yep, the, yep. the art edition versus this edition yeah I'm a sucker and that's what I do with the Halloweens I have yep. tons of the same one but just different colors me too yep yep so there are more collectors out there just like me. Yeah, yeah, we have a problem. We, we're suckers, but hey, <laughs> I know it's like, it's a big cash grab, but oh yeah, it works. Yep, they, <laughs> they got my cash, money. so. Yep, yep. Yeah, we ordered a, what, Return of Living Dead soundtrack this week, and it's a red and white, I don't know, and then um, Student Bodies, we ordered that soundtrack, and I was like, oh, what color is that going to be? 
it's black. It's just a plain <laughs> black record. I was like, oh, whatever. But a lot of people say that's like the best sound you're going to get. So is the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People, you know, audiophiles are, are sort of nuts, I think. But whatever. Yeah, I don't get it. I just upgraded my turntable at Christmas and it does sound a lot better than my old one did. Yeah. But I, I don't have an ear for knowing all that. The little technical things that come with it. Me either. I'll, I'll listen to stuff on streaming a lot of times at work and it's like. I know people hate on that, you know, never listen to Spotify. It's the lowest quality. I'm like, whatever. My, my ears are not good enough to uh, pick up the difference. So. Yep. Same. Yep. All right. So you're not going to buy the mystics and Bali soundtrack. <laughs> if a, hey, if they put it out, it's just a bunch of laughing. It's like, a, yeah. Uh, laugh. Oh, there's some music at the beginning. A little bit. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, that movie, you know, speaking of first time, we're not like really stealing, but it's the first time we saw Mystics in Bali. That's the movie we're doing today was for Mr. Tadgood's birthday party. Heck yeah. In Burlington, had us over to the Capitol Theater. And, you know, he keeps it a surprise, doesn't tell us what movie he's playing. So you didn't tell us at all. You just kind of started it, right? No, and I, I yeah. sort of... uh a lot of times I'll get to the theater that night with like five options. And uh, that, that night I let you guys vote on the second movie, but like I, you know, sometimes in some past years I'll show up, I just have a hard time deciding and, and just sort of read the room and see what uh, mood I'm in that night and, and play. But uh, it's always sort of a time crunch, right? At leading up to the night on deciding what we're going to play. I can only think of a few times where I was certain what I wanted to play. This has been going on for like, seven or eight yeah maybe seven or eight years now so the theater's been reopened for 10 years now and just rent the theater around my birthday every year and do a, a fun double feature i was gonna say this is my second year yeah i know we you did uh the first year you did house the japanese version of house and uh jason lives yeah, because it was on What's Friday the 13th. Movie? Yeah, it was yep. Friday the 13th. And then this year you did Mystics in Bali and then... Boxer's uh, Omen. Yeah, the Boxer's Omen, which uh, I voted for, but I maybe shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I regret my vote. <laughs> so yeah, every year Tad, for his birthday, you know, is gracious and shares, you know, his gift of the theater with us and invites people and has food and um, shows two movies surprises you all of them i've seen jason lives but the other three i would have probably never seen without you showing them so that's a gift to me you know just sharing your love of a movie with us and um the first movie this year was mystics in bali and it was a it was a movie it was a <laughs> it was a fun ride though it, like, i would say it must have stuck with you because here we are you know yeah, yeah. six or so months later and, and we're chatting about it and I, I brought Jason along, or he met me there, and his wife, Tanya, come along, and 
I don't know how she felt about the movie, but I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's a fun movie. It's a. I mean, we all have significant others, and I feel like they they know what they're in for if they're with us. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I mean, looking at, at Jason's background, I'm like, she, she lives in that house too, so she's she knows what she's getting herself into. She she knows she's not showing up to the theater to watch a Disney movie or something. So no, no. <laughs> but yeah, it was so funny when the movie started. I had to like look over at her and see her reaction because she's not big into these obscure trashy type movies. Yeah. You know, and even my response, like to the opening of the movie, it was like, what the hell are we in for here? <laughs> and looking at her face was just classic. She was, yeah, she was, didn't know what she was getting into like with this type of movie. But I got to say, I feel like, you know, I'm a better horror fan, better person for have seen it now. <laughs> I, I, okay. So it's the type of movie when you're watching it the whole time is like you're like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah. Like, and then more stuff happens, and I'm like, okay, it can't get any worse, and then it does. But then it totally sticks with you. It's right. I actually have to say, it's kind of like a good movie that everybody should see. I don't know, worse or better. It gets better. It does get worse as it goes on. Yeah. I will say this. Um, I rewatched it yesterday to uh, just refresh my memory uh, for this podcast. And it is definitely one of those movies that uh, plays best with a crowd. Like mm. that's what I, on my birthday, I think, okay, what's a good movie that is, is almost not quite unbearable to sit through by yourself, but um, you don't want to sit through the room by yourself. I, Jason uh, Bollinger has never seen the room and he's like, should I watch it? I'm like, not by yourself. A Rocky horror watching at home is not the same as watching it with a packed mm-hmm. crowd. Who's throwing stuff uh, yelling at the screen. It's just, it's something you have to experience. And, and you know, this, it wasn't, I'm not saying it was uh, unwatchable by myself, but it was like, you know, without having a crowd react to all the batshit crazy things that are happening on the screen, it's just not quite the same. And so, when I pick these movies, I have to keep that in mind is like, what's what's something that would be fun for a group to watch collectively? And this is this is a party movie. Oh, for sure. So if you haven't seen Mystics in Bali before, it's a 1981 Indonesian supernatural horror movie. Um, and it follows the story of a young lady. I believe she's from America. I think in some of the dubbing, she's maybe Australian, you know, because it's <laughs> dubbed, of course. So they, yeah. And uh, it follows her and I think her boyfriend. Uh, I think they're a couple. I mean, I think so, yeah. And uh, she wants to study the, uh, black magic, the the leak, I think is how you say it. Liak. Yeah, the Liak, yeah. Yeah. I'm black magic, which is supposed to be the strongest black magic in the world. Um, so she's in Indonesia to study the Liak, um, and they find a Liak queen, the queen, and uh, trouble ensues. And it's based on mythology of, a, you know, an Asian folklore. Um, I'm glad you guys sort of followed the story a little better than I did, because this is the second. I mean, I, I watched it, you know, at the birthday party, obviously, as run the projector, so didn't uh get the most out of it. I usually just sort of sit up there and watch everyone react to movies, but like this time around still watching it. I'm still like, you know, visually it's a treat, but I'm still, I'm still like trying to follow the storyline as to what's happening while I'm watching. 
it, it's not something that you go into for um, a great story. It's something that you go into to be like, holy shit, how, someone made this. It's always amazing. Like someone wrote this down and it went from paper or, or script to screen and they completed it. And it's pretty I, I just always the adventure of making this had to been wild. You think that's what people like in maybe say Indonesia would see like a Bigfoot movie here and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, maybe. They really think they got this eight foot tall thing and nobody sees it like running around, you know, like. Yeah, I wonder if it's a little more um, not not necessarily normal, but more accepted in Indonesia because they know that folklore Mm -hmm. where where, uh, to us, it's just like this crazy old witch in a tree with you know, two foot long fingernails that cackles constantly. (laughs) The most annoying witch of all time. Yeah. I had to look, I looked it up because when she said she had already studied voodoo in Africa and I'm like, Oh, voodoo is a real thing. Is this Liak? Is it real? Or is it just something they made for the movie? And it's, it's legit. It's a real Indonesian mythology. And then like reading about it, stuff that happens in the movie like the super weird stuff is is all part of that mythology it's real so they're just kind of making a movie based on these old stories from indonesia so like the floating head with the spine and lungs is part of it yep that's awesome that's awesome yep yeah yeah so i would imagine it's something that they've kind of like us with bigfoot or the loch ness monster the mothman it's a mythology that they've heard as children and they've grown up with and their parents probably say you better eat your vegetables or the Liak queen's going to come cackle in your face. And, <laughs> you know, like basically, you know. yeah, steal your soul and uh, become youthful through you. Yeah. Like, throughout yeah. the throughout the movie, she becomes like less and less old. Mm-hmm. You know, you better take your prenatal vitamins or the Liak queen's going to suck your baby out of you. You know, like <laughs> I would love to see how they did the effects because it's clear they had no money on this um Mm -hmm. and they're not the greatest effects but it's they're using what they have and it's very effective like rewatching it again it's it's just so cool like you can almost see like it can't be maybe green screen type stuff but it's like you can see where like the it cuts off and you can see like the head like coming out you know and Mm -hmm. it's just so impressive how they do this with with next to nothing it's almost inspiring Mm -hmm. you know yeah, the the filmmaking was not great. Like I I love like the cut scenes. Um where it's like, "Okay, Kathy, I'll see you tomorrow." And then boom, it's tomorrow. They're like straight yeah. on to the next scene. There's like <laughs> yeah. no the editing, yeah, it. is pretty uh, yeah. choppy. Yeah. So yeah, the lady meets the Leah Queen tomorrow. You know, like cuts right to it. And they're like, "Oh, she's hard to find." They find her right away. <laughs> Just <laughs> listen to the cackling. You'll find yeah, her. Yeah, listen to the cackle. You'll find her. You can't just walk away like that, young lady. It's not so easy. And she's super so, demanding, too. Right. She's well, like, she's when the you queen. come tomorrow, wear this and bring blood. <laughs> i love that like they're they're like it's like a not even like their reactions are so strange to her like if i saw this thing in a tree even if i was looking for it i would be freaking the f out and they're like let's shake hands and she pulls the old classic trick of 
oh, now you got my arm. Like, but but like even shaking her hand, they're just they're just standing having a conversation with this monster, and I'm like, I would not get near that thing. And there and she's casually chatting, like, I want to learn from you. It's like this is wild. Like, I, I don't. It's like not even that bad acting. It's just like improbable situation. You know, it's it's just like. I can't fathom that I would ever even get near that thing. And they're, they're casually chatting with her. Well, and they're walking through the forest at night. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Uh, that alone right there. Like, yeah, uh, no thanks. You know, no protection. I would imagine in Indonesia, there's probably, you know, wild animals that you need to watch out for. Yeah, well, just dancing, the, the, dancing the reactions. Things. Yeah. The, the reaction to a lot of things, uh, just rewatching it. So funny. Like the scene I'm sort of jumping around, but in the scene where she's throwing up and she throws up like rats or mice or something. And he, <laughs> and he says, you know, it must've been something you ate last night. <laughs> Were you eating live, li- live rodents? <laughs> well, that was after they transformed into snakes and they slither away and he's just like watching them right from the yeah. bushes. I'm like, no, no, like, oh, nothing. Right. Yeah. I love the people that are probably listening to us talking. I've never seen this movie. I've never heard of it. Never seen it before. Tad introduced us to it and go watch it. Like it's on YouTube and, and, and high quality mm-hmm. for free. Uh, yeah. 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 I think probably the highest quality you're going to find it. Yeah. I say there is a, there is one DVD out there, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. I know. I thought about ordering it just to have it. I think vinegar syndrome sells it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun though. Just to have a group again, even though we know what's coming, get a group together. You should something that you you unleash on people. You should set up a camcorder tag, like in the front of the theater, just to like kind (laughs) of catch people's reactions. I think the the one I showed that had the best reaction was probably the Greasy Strangler. I oh, showed I that, love that movie like three or four years ago, and uh, I, I I went out into the crowd and told them before we played it, like just a heads up, this is grotesque and ridiculous. Uh, I won't be offended if you walk out, and I think that got like the biggest crowd reaction. But this one is a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've never I seen a... the Greasy Strangler. Ooh. Brian's talked about it and I saved it on Amazon. Like I saved it to my list. So every time we opened up the fire stick, it would show up like right there, like the, the old man and the yep. younger guy, like the pink. Yeah. And finally my wife is like, you have to get rid of that. I hate seeing just that picture. Every time I open it has no idea about the movie. I've never seen it either. I need to I'll watch say, it. Don't watch it with her. Okay. If she, if she doesn't want to see the picture, she will not like the movie. It has did, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of those two naked and greasy. So, <laughs> yeah, now yeah. I have to watch it with her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like... Tiffany has seen it twice because <laughs> I put it on one day to watch it, and she's like, "Oh, what are you watching?" And she's working on homework. And then uh, I showed my—he's sixteen now, but I showed my son who was fifteen at the time. And it gets like ten minutes in, and he's like, "How long is this?" And I was like, "Oh, like hour and twenty-five minutes." He's like there's an hour and 15 minutes of this shit. Left. <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah, that that's, I love that movie. But, I but probably that, shouldn't, but I'd say that's another one. That's a, that's <laughs> definitely better with a crowd though. Oh yeah. Yeah. We could watch that. Uh, we're going to Pennsylvania for living dead weekend. So we're going to, I don't think I've ever seen Dawn of the dead, the original. And I don't believe Jason has, um, but he has a copy seen, now. Yeah. I've seen, seen it, it, but it's been a good 20 years. Yeah. 
I need to watch so, it again. Yeah, I bought the 4K. I broke down and bought that just to nice. Be able to watch so we're it. gonna watch that next weekend when I'm up uh, hanging out with them. So maybe we'll watch the Greasy Strangler next after that. <laughs> a, a very strange double feature. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I'm I. I I know people have talked about mystics in Bali and have compared it to the evil dead, like the Indonesian evil dead because of the haunting and the witches and sort of deadite like woman. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, outside of the guts and stuff, I don't really think um, possession maybe a little bit, but it's not to me. It doesn't remind me a whole lot of evil dead, maybe in the low budget filmmaking and and that kind of stuff. But uh, it's definitely, if you're a fan of evil dead, I think you would like, uh, mystics in Bali. Yeah, yeah. So, so the witch uses this American girl who's trying to learn about the Liak magic. She uses her to, what is it like rejuvenate the witch? Mm, she gets yeah. younger by, like even in the the mythology, it says that it would though they would feed on newborn blood or newborn children, <laughs> which. It's weird, like that baby wasn't even born yet, but she sure helped it be. Oh, <laughs> in a very yeah, in a very strange scene. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't understand what was going on at first. I'm like, so the head severs, it's floating around, and they. I love the practical effects. I would have loved to have been on scene watching like the head float, like probably on fishing wire, <laughs> like through through the village, you know. Yeah, at one point you can see it's clearly like a mannequin head mm-hmm. floating with the, what's it, like the heart, lungs, and stomach or something? Yeah, yeah with organs on it just floating through to go attack somebody. Or I think at one point it like attacks somebody and is like gnawing at their neck. Like, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, and then that lady that was in labor. Yeah. So when when that scene happened, I was like, what is this head doing? Like it goes between her legs and it's like sitting there, like looking at her like super awkwardly. And then you see her, the camera view was perfect though. It's like from the pregnant lady looking at the lady and her stomach is just shrinking down in size as this head is (laughs) sucking the baby out of her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It definitely had a, um, had a reanimator vibe at first, mm-hmm. you know, oh, where yeah. we know the uh, the severed head goes down mm-hmm. on uh, Barbara Crampton, and then it's like, oh, she he's taking the baby. Okay, not not that that's much better, but still, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I wonder if anything would be made like that today. Like, what the reaction would be? Well, there was like the scene they say in uh, the it. Where I guess there's a scene, a deleted scene where Pennywise eats a baby, hmm. and I'm hoping it gets released sometime. I kind of want to see. That. I'm surprised there hasn't been, and maybe I just am not informed of them. But there's not any more movies based on this like mythology. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe uh, there is. Yeah. yeah, we've talked a lot about like movies that need remade, like. You know, they're remaking everything right now. They're remaking right. Text Chainsaw Massacre and all that stuff. But, uh, like, this is a movie to remake. You you could improve on this special effects and everything. Like, you could do that. You could improve on the baby eating, you know? Yeah. 
Ooh, I, but that, is that... it a story worth retelling or could you retell it this day and age? I mean, with an indie yeah. film, maybe, but a studio is not going to touch this mm. thing. I yeah. think that's something for prescribed films. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, Blumhouse isn't touching it. <laughs> no, no. Well, wasn't there a scene in the newest like Puppet Master where the puppet cuts that baby out of that lady? And the now, littlest... I would say uh, Puppet Master is not exactly the, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's... It's happening, it, though. Yeah, it's happening. It's just, yeah. Yeah, get that. Get uh, get Mike and Jason on that. We'll get Mystics and Bali remade in the Tumwa, Iowa. Along the, <laughs> along the river there. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks just like, uh, like the, the scenes in the movie. Yeah, Indonesia. Looks, yeah. yeah, Indonesia and Tumwa. Close enough. Yeah, yeah. That could be based on a family that moves to Iowa. There we From go. From Indonesia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this this thing follows it. Yeah, I gotta yeah. say, I kinda want one of those masks now. Like the dancing heads at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah. Sort of cool. Yeah, that is actually like the mask of the queen. Like when I was reading the about the Liak. And I I thought it was just some weird stuff that started at the beginning of the movie, but no, it was like one of them was like the dancing queen head or whatever the mask. Yeah, because the movie kicks off right away with like a tribal sort of dance type mm-hmm. thing with someone in a mask. And yeah, it, it right away has you has your mind racing like what in the hell are we watching? Exactly. I can and only was, imagine what you guys were thinking when I put that on the screen. You're like, oh, oh God, I, I think I looked at my watch to be like, OK, this movie's <laughs> at least an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> Like, I need to start counting down to when we're going to be done with this shit. <laughs> but no, I'm glad we watched it. It was, you know, I I liked it. I know we're not getting into the reviews yet or the ratings, but. But think how much smarter you are and the knowledge you gain from maybe you'll never use it, but you know about the mythology now and the Liak and, you know, if some of the other stuff that you would have never, you would yeah. have never went into that rabbit hole if you wouldn't have seen this movie. So. Maybe we're going to be at a trivia thing some night and bring up the Indonesian, <laughs> Indonesian baby, baby, eater, baby eating head. What? Yeah. What is the bonus question? What is the end art of a black magic in Indonesia? Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Like I have some people who can't make it, you know, to the thing every year. So they'll message me like that night and be like, so what'd you play? And Brian Clark, he's like, what'd you play? I'm like, mystics and Bali and mm. boxers Omen. He's like, of course. Yeah. And he, he knows it inside and out. And is very familiar. Like oh, everything wow. I've ever shown. You can't, you can't find something that guy hasn't seen. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of my go-to when I'm like, I need a movie about killer furniture. And he's <laughs> like, Oh, you got to watch this pornographic movie. Oh yeah. It's on, it's about a, a mirror. And I was like, so he asked me the other day, did you guys watch the, you know, the, that movie for the podcast? And I was like, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> yeah. He's always threatening us. He's like, you know, he wants, he always likes to come on to our unwrapped episodes of AOTKP where mm-hmm. we watch something that on the shelf that hasn't been, uh, unwrapped and he's always threatening us with some weird horror porno shit that he mm-hmm. bought over the years at a convention yeah. or something i'm like nope yeah i went to look for the movie i was like i wonder where you could watch it like and it's on porno. like red tube or something yeah. porno. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> well i want to watch it but <laughs> right just going to the local video store around here and yeah, I it's probably in there 
Yeah. Oh, you know, probably. He's in, yeah. He's in the room yeah. behind the curtain. They were, I'm. I should go do that. Go into the video store. Like, where's your horror porn? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know there's a there's a Halloween version. There's a yep. Halloween porn movie that has like the the pumpkin on the front and all that. The jack o' lantern. And I've thought about buying it just to have it in my collection of Halloween stuff. You know? I have a friend who has it, and it's one of those gigantic VHSs. It's like it's like <laughs> the case is huge. It's not even like the old Disney ones. It's it's like novelty size case for some reason. I think they just know like collectors are going to buy this as like a, a gag, so let's just put it in a ridiculous package and stuff. Is it called Halloween? What is it? I mean, I think it's just like Halloween porn parody or something. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Or Halloweener, or I don't know, X, something or Halloween XXX or something. Yeah, yeah. Halloweener. Yeah. <laughs> the Is there like eight comes in- home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like twelve of them? Like the the Halloween that there is. The, the woman keeps dying and coming back, and yeah. you have to ignore the second part by the time you get to the eleventh part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one ignores the those sequels. It's not his sister, we promise. It's not that type of movie. But by the tenth one, it is his sister. Then uh, oh, <laughs> it turns into some wrong turn type shit. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Might be the best movie in the series. <laughs> anything else we want to say about Mystics in Bali? Like what? You'll you'll get that that laugh that cackle stuck in your head and uh, oh yeah yeah it it gets a little incessant but uh, definitely worth watching it's a short mm-hmm. nice little movie like I said it's on YouTube in high quality with dub so there's no subtitles you have to read just mm-hmm. go along for the ride it's it's wild well I did stick the subtitles on this time I was like I gotta put the fucking subtitles on I don't know what these people are saying. <laughs> I I felt like Mahindra was in the friend zone the whole time. A little kinda, bit, yeah. It, like it seemed like they were a couple, but then it was like she kept like pushing them off. And when she got the tattoo on her leg from the oh, we haven't even talked about the tongue that came <laughs> out from the trees. <laughs> <laughs> That's something else I want to be on set for. I could just picture like a long stick. <laughs> <laughs> with like a fake tongue on it and a guy from behind the trees like sticking it out and <laughs> there's just so much randomness in this movie like weirdness absurd it i'm surprised it doesn't have more of a cult following maybe it does but just nothing that i was aware of yeah when i'm when i'm looking for movies for the birthday thing it's like Every year, it's like, oh, how am I going to top the previous year? And um, I always find <laughs> these good lists of movies and then ask, you know, like your Brian Clarks and j- just reach out to different people. And uh, Mystics is one that was on a lot of lists and it was on YouTube. And uh, as soon as I, I, I sort of threw it on and I'm like looking through it, and I'm like, OK, this, if nothing else, just for a few key scenes is worth throwing on the screen. So, yeah, I think it, it doesn't have as big of a cult following as you might think it should. Yeah, yeah. I should put that witch's laugh as my ringtone when I'm walking around conventions and just. <laughs> if anybody's like, I know that laugh. You, you, okay, you can. You, you're cool. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. and then me being the like the collector, I was looking for like autographs from some of the people. Yeah. Like the witch, I guess she was a famous Indonesian actress. Oh wow! And she just she died a couple years after the movie was filmed or whatever, but. 
Yeah, I want like a cool action figure of the witch <laughs> with the long nails. Yes. Yeah. Or the, you know, the floating head as an accessory. With the, oh, the that would be stuff. so great. Yeah. So Let's the witch up. was Sophia W.D. She appeared in 43 movies from 1952 to 1986. Yeah, so there must have been two people playing the witch, like the actual witch lady. Right. And then the young lady when she becomes, you know, young and beautiful again. Right. Yeah, that forty-three. That's a. I mean, forty-three movies. That's a pretty, pretty good career. Movies. Yeah. 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 There were two. She, uh, Sophia was the old queen, and then there was a younger person that played the when she sucks all the babies out. Rejuvenated young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fountain of Youth queen. The front of the DVD kind of ruins the movie though, because you see the floating head with like the entrails on it. So I feel that's like that's her selling you, point. Yeah. 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 But that's well, also like a big thing when you see it for the first time. You're like, what the fuck is that? What what just happened? Well, if you went to Family Video or Blockbuster back in the day and you saw that sitting on the shelf, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I got to yeah. check this out. <laughs> yeah. And I believe, I mean, it's considered a kind of a staple of Indonesian horror, uh, the cold classics. But the guy that directed it had some other movies that people are... Um, say are better than that one there's one kill lady terminator i was like oh that sounds good yeah i think i don't know if i've seen that one or not are they all like indonesian ones or they Mm mm-hmm yeah 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 like look into some more now (laughs) just yeah there was another one too that they talked about and i was like oh but yeah that lady terminator kind of seems to be his um maybe most well-known movie has a really cool poster no floating organs on the front. No. God, no. Hmm. Is it know. a ripoff of Terminator? I don't think no, so. It's a, it's a lady. Yeah, the spirit. <laughs> no, the, this the IMDb <laughs> says it's a, it's about the spirit of an ancient evil queen possesses the body of a young student. So, uh, who then goes on a murder rampage? So uh, hmm. again, another um, sort of uh, possession movie. Supernatural kind of mythology yeah. maybe of indonesia well, there you go check that one out for next year tag yeah or this go. year later this year yeah. Yeah. yeah god are we getting to i don't even know what day it is anymore <laughs> that's no. your birthday is not for a while no, we're in november so no. okay. almost another trip around hmm. was it november yep oh, okay i guess it was getting a little cold out there yeah Seems well, like that, a lot longer ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, was the yeah, Foley it thing seems like there? forever ago. Was that like uh, July, August? I think it was like I don't know. I don't know now. We've had some had oh, some yeah. really good times. Hopefully, more to come. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're the director of a yep. the Snake Alley Festival film. That's a big deal. I mean, my first uh, foray into a film festival was this last year, and. I had a good time, really enjoyed yep, it. Taking and... submissions now, so those are rolling in, and I need to keep up on those too. So we've got like, you know, 12 hours of film submitted already, and sift through those and watch everything. As, and of course, right before the deadlines is when everyone starts throwing their stuff in. So I know I'll probably double by the time the deadline hits. So I'll definitely be there for Excellent. the film festival again this year. It was yes. A, it was, a lot of it fun. was enjoyable. 
plan better. Take <laughs> take the next day off, I think, so I can say get there later. earlier and maybe yeah. spend some more time hanging out. Yeah. Meet up with Brett and Tony and that crew. Oh, yeah. That wild crew a lot of, of people. Yeah, we're uh, we're lucky in this area. We've got a really good oh, yeah. horror family. So, yeah. All right, so let's let's rate this movie. Tad, what do you think? What do you think, Tad? Oh, uh, you, What's your you know our rating system, system Tad. You so we it's it's one through ten, but we tried to do uh, something that uh, ties into the movie. So something something like crazy for Halloween, that ties give into it the movie. nine uh, jack o' lanterns out of ten, or just something. Okay. How about out of 10 for this one, I would say this is a, oh man, 6.4 floating heads. Uh, What do you think, Jason? I would say 6 out of 10 babies sucked out of the mom's womb. (laughs) So it's funny though, like I'll just cut, go back into this. The first time we watched it uh, was with Tad and then the wife and I came home and I think we talked a lot about it on the way home. So it just kind of stuck with you. And then we get home and I mentioned it to my, like my daughters are older. So I mentioned it to them and then I actually pulled it up on YouTube and like showed them some of the scenes like of the movie. So it's the type of movie that definitely sticks with you. When you start to watch it, I would have given it like a one. <laughs> yeah. And then by the end of it, and then now even like, you know, months <laughs> later. Yeah, it's a, it's a good six. It, it's definitely worth a watch. So let's see if, and it's like you said, it's one of those movies that if you watch it with a group, it's so much better. So if you're going to sit down and watch this by yourself, you're probably going to get up from your TV or your computer and be like, okay, that was like a four, uh, <laughs> cackling witches out of 10 but if you're with a group of people uh, that you enjoy being around and that enjoy the same things that you enjoy you're probably going to come out with like an eight i mean because the first time you watched it we watched it together i left and i was like god that was such a fun movie i love that movie like it's so there's so many things bad in it but with that group and you know having dinner and hanging out and you know being your birthday you know, I'm like, that's an eight. Like, that's one of the best times I've had maybe watching a movie. You know, like a eight out of ten, you know, Leah Queen <laughs> and Kathy's being transformed into pigs. <laughs> Which was a whole weird, like, what the fuck are they transforming into? They have so much they could do with these action figures. Oh, yeah. Floating head, dancing pig, the witch. Uh, yeah, oh. and so, if somehow... Yeah, if someone oh, yeah, if somehow someone's dancing. made an hour into this yeah. and still ha- they haven't stopped and, and started watching, you just gotta you know we can we can spoil the movie all we want, but until you sit down and actually watch it, it's it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tad, for like introducing us to this movie because of course you know something I'm so happy I've watched, which I would have never even given at the time of day any other time but I had just driven two hours and I was stuck in the theater with a bunch of people. So <laughs> <laughs> might as well watch the movie. And enjoy you're all at my mercy. Yep. Yeah, you're here and uh, you're not going to turn around yeah, and go yeah, home. Yeah. So, but just it was, it was such in. a good time. It was such a good time. Thanks for inviting me. That was fun. Of course. Anytime. Hopefully I'll get another year. invite this year. So of course, of course I will definitely be there. 
It was it was fun. So anything you want to talk about, Tad? Anything you want to rep? I know we talked about your podcast, your podcasts. Yeah, just go listen to uh, First Time Podcast and Tax Killer Podcast. If you're a filmmaker, go submit your short screenplays or short films to Snake Alley Festival Film. You can uh, find us on on all the social medias under Snake Alley Festival Film. And we have the links there where you can go and, and submit your films. Other than that, come check out a movie or show at the at the Capitol Theater in Burlington. And uh, yeah, we always got something going on for everybody. So Very cool. Yeah, be sure to follow the Capitol on Facebook. They're always, like you said, always something going on at the Capitol. And it's just a beautiful kind of throwback theater, you know, that you just go and you sit and enjoy movies and kind of a different experience than the big yep. you know, leather yeah. chairs nowadays. It's it's a old, and that, old that marquee, nice change. That marquee oh, yeah. is super cool. Like yeah. Brian and I, when we mm. went there for your birthday, we're like, hey, let's oh, take yeah. a picture out here. Heck and yeah. it, it's it's a cool picture you know it's a mm-hmm. cool place and we just yeah, we just yeah. uh upgraded our projection so we'll be doing first run movies here in the next months and excited for that too yeah it's well worth the drive to go there and check out anything I, i'll definitely be going back it's it's a good time well thank you tad and of course thank, thank you, thank you, for you having guys me on yeah your podcast and you know getting this kind of started for me, this passion for podcasting and friends and hanging out and talking about Heck you know, yeah. crazy, scary movies. This might be the, this might be <laughs> the craziest one we've talked about so far. I mean, we're only 11 episodes in, but I think it's going to be hard to top mystics in Bali until, you know, next yeah. year when you have your birthday or later this year. And then we're like, remember that movie? Watch uh-huh. Let's have uh-huh. on anytime. No, I'm glad shit. that you guys are doing this too. And uh, I'm a listener. So it's, it's a, uh, you know, always good when you have more new fresh podcasts to listen to. Definitely. I mean, there's enough time to listen to them. So it's just something you can kind of put on in the background yeah, yeah. and kind of listen to. And Oh yeah. I, I work, you know, as a graphic designer full time. So it's like sit at my desk eight hours a day and, play podcasts from the time I get there till the time I leave. I'm always listening to people talking. So, mm-hmm. well, and then you learn like all the horror stuff and, and everything you want to check out and good time. Well, thank you, Ted. Thank you guys. Thank you. Take care. And thank you for listening to I like it. Spooky podcast. Don't forget to check out all our socials and we'll see you next time. Hey, what's wrong with you, man? Show some fucking respect for the dead, will ya?